This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, where we preview and review all the big business and market stories of the day with Oanda senior market analysts from around the world. And today, it is Jeff Halley in Singapore. Jeff, good morning from London. How are you doing? Good, thank you, mate. Uh, Great to be here and good afternoon, everybody from Singapore. And as ever, let's start with the latest numbers in markets where you are, please. Well, it's been a mixed day for uh, equity markets in Asia. We are starting to see some of the main exchanges across Asia retreat in the afternoon. China is slightly lower. The Nikkei 225 is uh, around about unchanged. South Korea is down 1% uh, and across uh, Singapore, Hong Kong and other regional markets, they're all bubbling around unchanged each side of that. The uh, Australian markets rallied today after softer CPI numbers came out, which implies that the uh, Reserve Bank of Australia will be keeping rates lower for longer. And an economist uh, from Westpac, in fact, came out and said that uh, the RBA would be extending its quantitative easing program uh, further into the future later in the year. So I, I believe what we're seeing is investors taking a little bit of risk, a little bit of exposure off the boards ahead of tonight's FOMC meeting. So uh, I, I call it just-in-case positioning. Yeah, we'll talk about the FOMC in a second or two. What about the Sensex in India? That uh, last time I looked was up about 1%. So edging up, is that because they're a little bit more positive in India about the latest coronavirus numbers? Yeah, well, the Sensex itself is up about 3% this week. And when we look at the dollar Indian rupiah, it's fallen uh, from a high of nearly 76 all the way down to nearly around 74.5 today. And that's just over the past few days. So it's unwound a lot of the sell-off that occurred when this COVID-19 pandemic really exploded there or the news started hitting about it last week. Some preliminary data has been circulating around that caseloads appear to be peaking in New Delhi and Mumbai, its two largest mega cities. And that, I believe, is what spurred the fast money to run back into equities uh, and into the actual uh, uh, Indian rupee as well. Now, whether that turns out to be correct or not is very much up in the air because there must be many, many doubts about the accuracy of uh, the recording of data in India at the moment, such as the scale of the pandemic. And also outside of those two cities, there are massive problems, particularly in the countryside. So, But in the meantime, I guess it's uh, any sign of good news is enough to see uh, investors running back into Indian equities once again and also the currency. Plenty of earnings around over the last 24 hours or so, uh, Jeff. Alphabet's doubled its profits. Certainly one of the winners within the disaster of uh, COVID-19. Of course, they're the owner of Google and YouTube and say that they've been boosted by elevated consumer activity online. Unsurprising during the last year or so. Yes, absolutely. As we call it, these Zoom Boom stocks have done very, very well. And uh, these big tech names from the US have been uh, key recipients of that working from home uh, usage. 
I think it's been a case of uh, buy the rumour and sell the fact. What we have, I've noticed with earnings this time around is that uh, we all know that US stocks are extremely richly priced at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of good news, not only baked in right now, but going forward as well. And when companies come out with uh, uh, earnings that are either at expectations or, or slightly below, uh, or who modify their forward earnings advice, uh, Tesla being a classic one uh, earlier this week, then the market tends to, uh, to punish those stocks because they are already boosted quite high. We saw this with Microsoft. Its results came out uh, quite spectacularly as well, but its shares sunk because those results were about where the market expected. Uh, Google stock has risen about 4% in aftermarket trading because these, these big companies release after the market closes uh, but it's risen because it absolutely blew its expected results out of the water we have Facebook we have Apple we have Amazon this week and I expect that same sort of price action to continue if they come in at about where the market expects those shares will probably come under short-term pressure uh, and if they exceed then they will rise should we take much notice of the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, Jeff? They've announced that measures are needed to address Apple and Google's App Store dominance, and they've suggested giving users and developers more control over purchases. I doubt the big techs will be shaking in their boots, though. Well, not with regards to Australia, because in the scale of uh, the markets of big tech, particularly these US uh, giants, Australia is a small market. It's a wealthy market, but it's a small market. I think the most important warning to take from these headlines is, will Australia be the first to really pursue this route? Or are we going to see more important areas of the world for these technology companies following the same path your europe's the united states there has been noise about uh, big tech or apple and uh, google's uh, or alphabet's dominance in the online space facebook's amazon's etc are we going to see this sort of standard oil uh, anti-monopoly movement happen as it happened early in the, the last century with uh, the united states are we going to see more regulation heading big technologies way I think that is really the only thing that could really derail the big tech story looking into the future in all honesty. So uh, for our listeners out there, if they're looking for risk points in the year ahead, it would be to keep a lookout for increasing regulation hitting big tech. And over in the US, Joe Biden has signed an executive order forcing federal contractors to pay a minimum wage of $15 an hour. Uh, so obviously the US president ramping up pressure on businesses to offer higher pay to their employees. Uh, do you think this will affect some companies and worry them a little bit, something taken out of their profits if this goes through? Well, I believe that Mr. Biden is riding the inequality wave here. There's a lot of arguments to be made that capitalism has failed a lot of the world, particularly over the last decade and a bit since we've had quantitative easing uh, after the global financial crisis or during the financial crisis. And we've really had it ever since. Low interest rates are lovely. Uh, goods are cheap. But in income, uh, wealth inequality has moved uh, uh, much, much higher. Social economic inequality are problems that the world will probably have to deal with later in this decade. Uh, and I, I am of the honest opinion that the world is saving up a huge problem if they don't do something about this. I believe President Biden is very, very aware of this. This is very much the case in the United States. And I believe that he feels that he has uh, the will of the people 
with him on this, and thus he feels uh, emboldened to make strong changes. But I, I believe we're seeing the slow shift uh, to left of centre going on around the world. We're seeing it happen in New Zealand. We're seeing it happen in Europe. We're seeing it happen in other countries as well, where uh, this wealth inequality has reached such extremes that um, that governments feel the need to become or to have a much larger footprint on the markets than they did previously. So tell us about the FOMC. What are you expecting to be announced tonight? I'm not expecting any changes whatsoever. I expect that the FOMC will keep their guidance of lower for longer. They'll ex- uh, they're going to say, as they have previously, that they're comfortable with inflation moving above 2%. They want inflation to overshoot before they think about tightening. And I believe that they will also highlight the binary risks of COVID-19, not just in the United States, but around the world. And if anything, India has proved that maxim quite correct over the last uh, over the last week and a half. So I... I I also believe that they will talk about unemployment, which is one of their mandates. And one of their mandates is full employment from an economist's point of view. And 8 million Americans are still unemployed. 8 million less Americans are in a job than before the start of the pandemic. And this is one of the key uh, factors that the uh, Federal Reserve is still looking at. And I believe that uh, they won't change uh, any of their guidance whatsoever. If they were to hint even slightly of a beginning uh, of a bringing forward of, of the tapering, uh, we would probably see US uh, bond yield shoot higher, we would see the dollar rush higher, and we would see equity markets head for the door very, very quickly. We'd probably see some sort of tamper, uh, taper tantrum sweep the world, actually, given how overbought markets are on the 0% quantitative easing money uh, we are seeing around the world at the moment. So. I think the Fed will be very aware of that and they'll be business as usual. That said, as I stated before, investors are going just in case and they have been taking some equity and currency exposures off the table before that meeting. Okay, Jeff, thanks for joining us this morning and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks very much for having me. The Oanda Podcast.